Hello, I'm Philip Stoughton. I am at Product Chronica 2023, and I'm joined by Zeva from Zolna and Mark from Catech. Thank you for joining me. I feel like I have a lot of the German industry to talk to right now. What I wanted to discuss was a lot of people have talked over the last year or so about a manufacturing renaissance in Europe, maybe some reshoring, maybe less business going overseas, and, that, and, and some growth as a result of that, which I think is really exciting. My concern both here and in other geographies is that might be stalled by a lack of talent. Do you see talent as being a real constraint to growth um, or is it something that, that maybe, maybe we're exaggerating the concern for? Let's start with you, Mark. How do you see the talent demand at the moment? I, I think, uh, yes, talent, uh, a lack of certain talents or a lack of employees at all, partially, is a really constraint at the moment. So we really need to think about how we can come over it, how we get more skilled people which we need for what, and how we can get more output with less people. And that does not mean that we will release anybody. It's meaning about to get the growth done at yeah. all, okay? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really interesting scenario and we often think of automation as displacing jobs, but actually it's, it's all about collaborating and supporting those jobs. How do you see it from Zolna's point of view in terms of, in terms of where you need to recruit and build up talent? Well, um, and I think I can speak for all, we in the EMS industry have a very broad range of talents uh, that we need beside the production uh, environment. I think there is a huge need in point of view of talents for AI technology, uh, for everything in, in automation. And um, I think the, the need that we see uh, for the future is much more sophisticated and much more broad as, as we had in the past. Um, and I think what is very important is um, what do we sell to those talents? Because if there are talents available, everybody is looking into OEM industry or is looking into the tech industry. So the very, I would say, the, the very visible uh, industries. And uh, that's probably a challenge that we see as EMS providers. Um, but what we recognized in the last years, it's not, uh, it's not only about the positions that are available, it's about the challenges and, and, and the projects that, uh, that the people are going to have. And this is how we try to stay attractive for, for young talents and additional talents from areas that we didn't touch from a technological point of view. Yeah. In the so do you think it's about making the jobs one, more interesting, but secondly, more appealing. And if you do make them more appealing, how do you, how do you communicate that to, to young people that are maybe looking for their first job, maybe qualifying um, with, a, with a degree in engineering? Yeah, uh, let's say um, to the first point, how do I make it more interesting, okay? Um, I think really what, what Xava said, uh, people who like to think in software, which is more and more coming, digitization of production, KI, AI, now things, systems, uh, more educated MES systems on. So we have a lot more software, a lot more thinking in that terms. Now, how do I convince somebody that my job is, at, at our side, is interesting than a software job? It's because you really get to physics. It's really about the connection between what you do in a, such a software thing and you get a real output. You see it working. You see something happening yeah. at the end. We have something in hand. So we have to emphasize more on this. We have to make more out of this connection because that's something which differentiates us. Yeah. And, and that we have to bring to people before they look for the job. 
let's say we have to go to universities, we have to make clear why they are studying that this is an opportunity or an option. They might not have thought about it because we are, we as electronics industry are not, let's say, present enough compared yeah. to an OEM or something yeah. like this. Um, so we have to bring it at that point to the, to the young talents. And then when they go for the first job, they think about applying in, in the EMS industry, wherever, okay? And I don't mind, okay? Yeah. No, it's interesting. And it's like, how do, we, how do we let them know that the opportunity isn't to work on a production line? The opportunity is to make something that's going into space or make something that's completely changing the world of e-mobility or, or something like that. So that's really challenging. You talked a bit about academia and university outreach. That's really important. At Zollner, do you have a strategy where you're where you're actually involved with universities to recruit? So especially in our region where we are uh, located, we have a lot of universities around us that we support, uh, where we also uh, not only support but also make bachelor um, uh, uh, theses and, and master theses for students to bring them in. Uh, on the one hand, and on the other hand, when we look globally. We always look strategically into locations where we have a good university infrastructure uh, around it. So, for example, Costa Rica was especially one of our locations where we said they have very good universities down in San Jose, uh, which are uh, really concentrated about electronics, so everything that we need to always have this proximity to universities, same like in, uh, in China, in Taichung. So we even started apprenticeships uh, in China to get young talents in. So a very typical German and European yeah, uh, thing that, uh, that are done that, that we used to do in China with uh, uh, the Chamber of Commerce and this was very successful as well. So you have to look very broad uh, in, in all the aspects. And I think that, that what Mark mentioned, you have to show the attractiveness of our industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think, so I always keep to say there is uh, the EMS industry is the most interesting industry in the world because it's not only automotive or it's not only telecommunication. You have the few in every branch. Yeah. If you want to be in medical, you can do medical in EMS. Yeah. If you want to do aerospace, you can do aerospace. And there are very few other uh, branches that, that gives the ability like the, in the EMS industry. Yeah, it gives you, it gives you a lot of a lot of segments and you can be making something different every single week, which I, which I think is really interesting. Um, when you look at attracting talent, are we missing any of the talent pool? Are we, are we wasting opportunity because we're perhaps not as diverse as we should be? Or perhaps we're not thinking of all of the age groups, you know, actually people are living much longer, so maybe they should retire later or maybe there are opportunities there. Are, are we really exploiting the entire talent pool? Today, not yet. Okay, for sure not. Um, uh, actually, let's say on the shop floor level or on the, uh, in that levels, I have something like 50% women. Yeah. When I look to the management level, it's yeah. a few. Okay. Yeah. And when I try to recruit for that level, I get male. Yeah. A, a lot yeah. because there's no, not a real big pool of female yet so so we have to be active to get uh, female let's say out of that shop floor level we have a lot really to the higher levels so we have to make uh, uh, career opportunities we have to make passes talent development passes for such okay 
And at the same time, yes, and that we start already doing or we have already partially done is keep keeping people a little bit longer before they retire, maybe part-time, maybe full-time, mostly part-time, uh, so that they can still bring in the experience on a certain certain points. And then we have to make, and uh, that's why we also are engaged in diversity organizations and so on, we have to make clear that this is not male industry okay yeah. so we have to also marketing and promote that we can be diverse not yet but if she him or whoever comes to us we can be yeah okay. yeah no i think that's really interesting and when i look at recruiting more females into this into this environment the key is for them to see role models to see people that are in jobs that they perhaps want to be in that's something that you've got to work really hard as over you've really got to push the women that you do have to the fore. You've got to promote the women that are already in the organization and that will increase the um, the available talent pool for you. Yes, definitely. I think what's important for us is also to have to have these kickstarts, let's call it this way, to show the attractiveness of our industry and all the different uh, disciplines. So like the head of innovation for in, 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 our, uh, in our headquarter, is a women and the ideas that are coming from this area. This, uh, these are things. This is fantastic, yeah. and I think these are things that that we have to support uh, in all various ways of, of the industry. Not only the classical things like like marketing and so on, but also in the technical mm -hmm. areas. Yeah. I think that's very very important, and uh, this is the long term that we have to fulfill. Not only in Europe, also on a uh, on a global base, because um, the the, the lack of talent is not only a European topic, so we see yeah, the challenges on a, on a global base, mm -hmm. yeah. and this is what we have to really dig deep into. Yeah, and I think when you when you think about it, there's there's a real structural inequity because the consumers are 50% female. It's as simple as that. So, you know, you need to be designing products for the consumer market, and you need to be thinking in uh, in the way they in the way they think. So, I think it's important to have that. Last thing I just wanted to touch on was we talked a bit about automation and the role of automation in mitigating talent shortages. I think we can clearly see that there are paths there. What I'm curious about is, do you think there's enough of an understanding of that from your vendors, from your equipment suppliers, from your software suppliers, that they need to be considering digital transformation as a way to allow you to grow without perhaps increasing your headcount quite so much. You mean from our from suppliers vendors, or yeah. from, the customer, from our vendors? Yeah, huh? um, yeah I think they, they see it, okay. Um, but I, I think today they see it more as an opportunity to sell something, okay. Yeah. Um, to sell um, uh, another equipment, another stuff, another okay. Supplier. To do it, it's, it's less thinking in, in helping us to really bring that to a different yeah. level, okay. And so when, uh, uh, let's say, part suppliers don't see that a lot, okay, because it's not so much they can do in that way, okay. Um, from the customer side, we see it, yes. Yeah. Um, but from them, we see it today too much from a cost perspective and yeah. not enough from a quality and capacity perspective in this way. Um, but there are good signs on both sides. Yeah. Um, and I think we can bring them together. So it's a little bit our role to bring the two worlds together yeah. as... So. Yeah, well, you're the center. You're, you're the center of the ecosystem. Yeah. You've got to inform. You've got to inform all parts. But actually, getting those strategic supplier relationships and getting them to understand 
what you need to develop your business is 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 absolutely key yeah so i think from the supply base um, there is a, a huge change as well uh, important is not only to think in, into production technology there is so many potential in automation in all the other areas it's just think about marketing how generative ai revolutionized marketing within the last uh, 12 months uh, so to say so there is a there is a huge opportunity in and all the other processes that go into all the administration uh, topics there is also a huge potential in and i think um, we have to consider the whole supply chain not only from a from a supplier perspective but also going into the customer side because um, automation will be a key to be, a, be able to grow, sustain uh, with the market as, um, as we do at the moment with all the electrification that is going on in all different branches. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and building and a success. Maybe right. if I may add, okay, um, which comes to my mind, let's say, um, I see, and, and I think you see it too, mm. new suppliers coming up, okay, trying mm. to tackle exactly mm, yeah. that holistic view and then mm. on. And that drives also the existing suppliers yeah. to think mm. about it, okay? Yeah. So we see new guys coming, startups, partially established companies, but uh, thinking, getting, taking that as a chance to get in. Okay? Yeah. yeah, and I think the more you invite them in and the more you, the more you share and encourage that, the, the better you'll do. I'm a bit worried that there's going to be a generative AI sitting here interviewing you in two years, but, <laughs> but we'll try to figure out a way that that doesn't happen and hopefully it won't be generative AI answering. <coughs> In the meantime, thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure to chat to you. Always a pleasure to get an overview on the industry. Thank you.